Hello, everybody. It's Friday night and it's weekender time once more. This week, I'm joined by John, Free and Warren as we take a meander through the latest and greatest in gaming and tabletop news. We have a Warhammer-esque indie. We have an old school Rogue Trader-esque Kickstarter. And in between that, we check out some of the big flea boys from the new Ash Waste Nomads. So sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Friday Night and Your Weekender. And another month has gone by already. <sighs> I to point that out. This year is accelerating at a rate of knots. It's, yeah. it, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. We're not enough days to get all of our hobby time in. No. I know. You're, you're right. There is not. And I've tried creating some extra days. <laughs> but nobody seems to have cottoned on to it yet. So it's, uh, I feel it's a lost cause. Jerry, you kind of lost your powers after that whole seven day thing. And then, you know, it's like whenever you rest, never, I never reckon. Take a rest. Yeah, never take a rest. You should have just kept going and I don't know. <laughs> so that's the problem. Once you sit down, you won't get back up again. <laughs> Resurrected, back for good. You know, you, you know you, whenever you send things like biblical floods and stuff like that, Jerry, you know, it just, it kind of uses it up a, your time. It takes a lot you know? out of you. It does take a lot out of you. <laughs> Uh, what also takes a lot out of me is playing Shay. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, we've been doing a Stargrave theme week all week for the last prospector from Osprey. Uh, you can watch Shay hand me my hat multiple <laughs> times. Uh, with, but it's yeah, probably worth if I send a dog on me. Jerry, that for anybody that doesn't know, Shay is literally our young Padawan. Okay, um, uh, who, yeah, we are we are training him up in the ways of the force, um, uh, to to basically to take over from all of us at some point. That's why I need another rest. That that would be key. Um, so if you haven't, if you haven't already seen anything, um, there's a little chat from me and Chase. We build our crews. There's a, a little mini campaign I put together using some of the scenarios from the Last Prospector, and a wrap up as to how well or badly our crews have managed to make that little <laughs> sector of the galaxy. Uh, and if that's not all, there's even an interview coming tomorrow with Joe McCullough himself talking about wow. the book and his plans for the future. There's also prizes, three prizes. Uh, if you want a chance to win any of those, you need to comment on those particular videos, uh, but you can comment on YouTube. That'll get you an entry. You can mm -hmm. comment here on OTT. Mm -hmm. And if you are a Cult of Games member, you've got an extra chance. And each one of those bundles contains the Last Prospector expansion, the main Stargrave rulebook, and one of the new Plastic Crew 2 sets. I'll tell you what, Jerry, let's include this video in the mix. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Fancy. Oh. So they can comment on this one as well. This one as well. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's good. So plenty, plenty of videos to go and watch. And I've got to say... I have been loving Stargrave Week. Oh. I really have. Uh, do you know what the the ability? This 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 obviously goes back to Frostgrave, right? Frostgrave um, broke a mold a little bit. You know that that whole thing of thou shalt have these minis to play this game. 
And to suddenly just uh, to give you the flexibility and the freedom to do, uh, knock all sorts of stuff together. You know, and Stargrave is a continuation of that. Now, here's the thing. There was nothing stopping any of us from doing that in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, I like McCullough's work. I'm a big fan of the Joe, right? And uh, what I like about Joe is Joe focuses on making a great game and a game that you can make your own quite easily. Uh, and uh, I like the cut of the man's jib, Jerry. I, I really like him as a game it's, designer. It's the fact that he puts you in the driving seat of, of creating your own little narrative. Yes. Or whatever it is, whether in Frostgrave it's a pair of wizards or if you're taken to the stars with your own crew. The guy know. gets it. Yeah. He just gets it. He absolutely gets it. That, you know, uh, that uh, for many of us, we don't want to be embroiled in too much complicated um, structures and constraints yeah. and narrative to the point where you can't do anything for thinking you're doing it wrong. Hmm. Yeah. Do you I know what I mean? Never you never think, think you, you never ever think you're getting it right because there's so much there that gives you that impression that you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And like that you can just pick and choose between the, the bits and pieces he releases as well. So you can you can dive as deeply or as or just paddle in the shallows. Uh, it's up to you, really. And uh, uh, Joe McCullough is basically the and Stargrave of the savior of Games Workshop because everybody knows they're not making any money at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but but I will admit it's been a long time since I've bought anything. I haven't been particularly inspired um, um, by a lot of it because I like my minis to be quite agnostic these days. I like them. Mm-hmm. I like to buy minis because I can think of something to do with them sure. rather than necessarily place them into a scene. And it's just where I'm at at this point in my life. It may well change again. Um, however, they released those bugs with dudes on the back. Do you remember yeah. the pictures of them? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, you'll, yeah. You'll get to see them front and center in the news later on as well. Ah, right. It's they totally like- got me. And then Tom told me they actually come out on my birthday. Oh, there you go. Is, is that so a subtle weird. hint as to what you want for your birthday? <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not often that I get to flex on the show or whatever, guys. But um, <laughs> again, you know, some boxes of uh, of those minis. <laughs> Socks and tokens. The gift that keeps on giving. That's what you're getting. <laughs> so yeah, Stargrave Week has been great, and we're not finished yet, Jerry. Oh. No. Because next week's a big one. It is. Um, anybody who's seen my crew from Stargrave will know there's a certain homage or three in there to a uh, movie and TV franchise that has dominated the world for the past <laughs> 40 years. And next week, uh, two important Next week is Coronation Street Week on, oh, yeah. on Tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all, I'm all about the, wherever the, the deer's head, nag's head, queen's arms. I have no idea what the pub's called in the place. Not for watch Coordination Street in my life. I know they have a bar. I'm going to cosplay as Benny. It's <laughs> not from Crossroads. <laughs> from Crossroads. Anyway. Yeah, Interesting May, turn of it. May yeah. the 4th and yes, May the 4th. Wenge of the Sith. Yeah! Star Wars week next week. We wait for this. It's one of our holidays, isn't it? It's something we can get excited about. It's Star Wars week. We've got stuff going on for May the 4th. We've got things are happening. Free, so- tell us. We, the, so Free basically jumped in and said, all you guys, you're not doing anything. Shop and let me take over. I'm taking care of May the 4th. And we said, Free, 
you go for it. <laughs> Who are we to argue? Yeah, so just let me crack on with it, really. So we've got some really good stuff happening next week. So on the Wednesday, we have got... Oh, well, I should talk about what's happening first, actually, mm. to go in on the Wednesday, because that would make more sense. So on Friday, there's going to be a post going out, which is today, because we don't pre-record these or anything like that. Uh, we There is a post going out about Hero Forge, and we want you to create some characters that fit in seamlessly in the Star Wars universe. There are three categories you can get involved in. There is... Are you sure this is the droid you're looking for? Okay. Which, you're right. There's your first one. The second is a cantina dweller. So someone cantina you'll dweller. find okay. the canteen. And false unawakened. So an un. This could go Sith route. This could go Jedi route. But this is undiscovered. They could be young. They could be older. But they're out there in the wide, wide world of Star Wars. So we have got three categories. And the best thing about it is the winners of each of these three categories get... Their lovely Hero Forge miniature sent out to them as well as part of their prize. So, okay, so they design them. Yes, they share the link uh, to their designs in the comments of underneath the post and on the tabletop. Yeah. yeah, we pick the three uh, the three winners, one for each category, mm-hmm. and then we will get those minis printed and made and sent to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So there's going to be more information in the post that you'll be able to see today. And for you've got until next Wednesday, you've got May the 4th to get all of your entries in. For that gives us plenty of time to have a look at everybody's and make sure that we get our winners picked on next week's weekend, which is a very special Star Wars episode of Revenge of the Sixth. So Delightful. a day full of Star Wars content, let alone all of the rest of stuff we had planned for May 4th. So looking forward to seeing what kind of creations you guys come up with. This is going sure. to be awesome. I loved the last time we did a character creation competition. It's Speedo Goblin really does live close to my heart. It does. Yes. Yeah. It has a special place above my head. I can't get rid of it, not even with therapy. <laughs> And uh, medication. So uh, thanks for. Thanks for I'm looking forward to seeing Why Front Java uh, uh, this time. <laughs> we don't know. Don't know what kind of thing you're finding. That's a world <laughs> Right. I think that gets everybody up to speed with what's coming and what's been happening. So now it's time to kick off the show proper with our. <laughs> I was about to do it all gently. I was about to oh, sorry. I, I just, I just no, had no, to jump no. in. It just, <laughs> it, it controlled you. I just, it just, it just, it just takes me over. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like some sort of weird form of demonic possession. This week, uh, we're dipping into King Games uh, from the Danelaw and having a look at Dunkeldorf. Uh, so we've seen their Kickstarters in the past, but we've never actually explored the uh, range as a whole. Uh, which they've put together <laughs> over the course of time. Um, Sven's better. That is both what he sells and also an uh, idea of exactly what Sven's like as a person. Uh, but this is, is it Sven that owns the company? No. Um, Nicky, I thought you said Sven. Oh, yes. Sven is. Oh, is, Sven there. Sven. All right, right, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sven, it's Sven, Sven, Sven it's not Wang that owns time. the company then. No. 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 Okay, good. That is good. I can stop laughing now. Then. <laughs> the best way. Uh, but this is this is a range of uh, fantasy miniatures, sort of heavily inspired by 
the old world. Uh, Holy the illustrations within there. These are all costing thousands of something. Yes, <laughs> Danish krona. I think it's the equivalent of some cinnamon rolls. All right, okay. So it's not I'll too bad it. when you convert it. I like cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that's not no, too bad. That's a good way to do a conversion. Um, these are amazing. But they've put together a, a whole host of things <gasps> through various Kickstarters to populate your fantasy tabletops. Um, they use them incorrectly for role-playing. Uh, ah, no, they don't, Jerry. No, they don't. But I, I love, love that dog. Look at oh, the great dog I love in face. Oh, he's so cute. The armored the chicken. chicken's pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. as well. I quite like as well. The peacock yeah. comes from the uh, prancing peacock bar, but it means that over time they've they've built up through several oh, Kickstarter campaigns a, a delightful range of figures who all have their own little backstory within the the town of Dunkeldorf and uh-huh. uh, and the characters and creatures that uh, inhabit it. Which means you can, if you're after some unusual little familiars or pets to go with characters, then you can find them in here. But also you'll find a whole host of them um, unusually set, I would say, uh, within this world. I, I do like Dieter's cat because you've seen him hanging out on a chair earlier. You can see that you can pick him up. It's just a lazy cat. Yeah. <laughs> he, is just, he is just made just to hang off things. Windowsills or whatever you want. Oh, oh it's so oh, cute. I know. love it. The world's first magnetized cat. So you can just move him around your tree and put him on stools, put him on chairs. Stick him on a Land Raider, John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes perfect sense. Uh, and it really does have that old hammer, old oh, These are incredible. Ah. Because you, you know, you can tell none of those are royalty because they're all covered in filth. Yes, um, and they've got a smile on their face. Well, the upper class. Th- would this never one have has a smile, smile inside a cross-eyed look. I think it's all <laughs> dropped on its head as a child. And cobblestones are not particularly soft. But it yeah. <laughs> look, they've got some lovely filth here. The turnips. <laughs> now they are called the Gong family, so I imagine that is actually. Um, oh right because, okay because you used to get gong buckets and people would go along and collect it you know the, the uh-huh. so but everybody is named as you can see here the gong farmer family Gerhard Gertrude and Gerd Gerd um, Gerd and, Gong uh, you know and and they have this Gerd Gong Almighty yeah what on earth is it, that as someone with the plague he's a creepy mutant. Oh. that's interesting I think and obviously this came originally from from Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay the game that they were playing themselves and then they uh-huh. wanted characters within that world and they just sort of expanded from there. So you have that very chaos cultist hidden in the yeah. in the middle of the mm-hmm. empire and then occasionally something, you know, explodes out and and then people will be looking to staple his ears to the underside of a bridge at high tide. Yes. You know, just to get rid of them. But they're an absolutely sensational set of oh. figures. <sighs> Not just for gamers, but for painters, for people who want to do little vignettes yeah. or dioramas. Um, These I, are incredible. I dread to think. Well, I'm assuming that's for opening bottles. Let's hope she's, so. She's not just going to shiv somebody because she's no. pissed. She's got one eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does or have just, one eye. Yeah, yeah. Or just uh, slightly. Uh, Agnes is a member of Sven's gang and thoroughly enjoys all of the free Sven's bitter that comes with the job. Nice. Uh, we've seen Sven lurking by his stand earlier. 
All of this just reminds me of Macrofell, Jerry. It, it, it would make a lot of sense. Imagine, <laughs> imagine most of these people are better dressed than a lot of the people in Macrofell, though. To be but, yeah, well, they probably were. They're more wealthy than, than, than the folk in Macrofell. But, you know, it's like, this just reminds me of, oh, I'm feeling really homesick. <laughs> I'm feeling really homesick. You know, so I want to go back to my village and meet up with the rest of the gongs. Yeah. So Get, get your wheelbarrow full of filth. Yeah. Go down Main yeah. Street. <laughs> I know this guy. I, I know this guy. This guy used to 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 drink in 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 Mary's Mary's bar. <laughs> so, and he's still there to this day. And he, well, bits of him are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just such a that's an incredible range, wonderful, wonderful range. Yeah. And this is King Games' own range. Yes, yeah, they, they yeah. are just a store store, as you can see, probably in the background there, where they have yeah. various things. But Dunkeldorf is just their their own. We have a store. We like gaming. We want our own range. Why not do this thing? Oh, it's, nice. it's, it's fab! It is absolutely fab. I'm really liking the texture. That is there. The, mm. the clothes seem really soft. If that makes sense. So yes. you, you come across it's, it's yeah, it depends, depends so who's soft. wearing them. For yeah. uh, somebody like uh, Claudia, there, the uh, <laughs> the daughter of a a rich man, uh, she obviously has some of the, the finest of accoutrements. But uh, there are some of the other people kicking around less, less so, it has to be said. <laughs> and they have pot plants, Jerry. They have pot plants. They have a whole range of flowers and botanist parts and scattered tree and um, boards that you can pin up. Uh -huh. um, oh. Odd jobs that need done around the town on, things like that. You know, So if you're looking to add scatter to your tabletop or add right. things, there's a... There's a, a board that goes outside a butcher shop that just is covered in um, sausages and smoked meats. And it's things like that. You're going, that's a really nice touch. Why hasn't nobody done that before? And you know, <laughs> what's he selling? Well, what's outside the front door? We know what he's selling. Yeah. And you can see it. You can see there's a, a wealthy man there. Make a great paymaster for Dogs of War Army. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've just. I, I said, um, the chimney, she on um, uh, on a toilet, is that? Oh, that would be a chamber pot, wouldn't, wouldn't it? <laughs> could be, could be that. Florian the Curtain Man. There's Frida the Herbalist oh. enjoying life. Ah, yeah. Just, just in from the in from the fields picking. Free, that is you. It's free on the weekend. That's just <laughs> that is that's free on a Friday night <laughs> all, all after the show. Barefoot and carefully. <laughs> from carefree. the woods, yeah. You got that right. Flowers <laughs> in my air, out to the woods. And then that's there. free the next morning. Yes. Still, same bit. <laughs> Especially the space <laughs> buds. <laughs> oh, here we go. There's Justin. Uh, hair. Impressive crotch. Uh, oh, he'll clip <laughs> that off. <laughs> Everybody needs a meal courtesan. They're so bright. They've got painted flies. Floria. They yeah, I, really I, like, I do like the, there's the, the meat rack. I do like the uh, paint jobs that they do on them. I think a lot <laughs> of them are done by uh, Nicky himself, I should <laughs> say. Can you bring up Hal, Hal, Hal there for me? Um, just over to the side. Keep going, keep going. There we Sit go. Oh, look him. There he is. <laughs> oh, he's fantastic. It's the little glimmer in his Ginger feet. <laughs> it, it, come, it, it comes in pints. <laughs> yeah, oh. apparently it does. And, you know, 
It's the, the size, of a, size of a half inch torso. Love it. Adorable. And then there's the meat rack. I just, you know, I just love the fact, oh, I've killed the side, apparently. That's just my one in life. You've done this before, Jerry. Oh, I often kill people's sides. There we go. There we go. Well, it's just little things like that. So the, the miniatures themselves are metal, but then these little add-ons are resin we resin cast. pieces. Uh, and they're, you know, in the majority of cases, I think they're one-piece cast. Even some things like the tables and chairs and stools that you can get. Oh, so you can, you know, you can pick up a stool to pop the sitters on, or they can get like a long bench. Get helmet. Yeah, you, you, him. You're right over him. Hey, wait, helmet, wait. the drunk hard. Up. Oh, up oh no, you're not over him. That's I'm my mouse. <laughs> 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 Confusing me. Been there many a time. I'm, why am I? Doing, well, I'm not moving the mouse that way. Yet. Oh, look at that! I mean, he's spilling his beer. Just inside a tavern, outside a tavern. Wherever yeah, one shoe off. God, we've all been there, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> somebody, imagine somebody was checking to see if he had any money hidden <laughs> in the shoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's this is the witch hunter. Yeah, the witch hunter. Ooh, there's a couple of really chaos funny. mutants kicking around town that he needs to be really checking out, see what they're up to. Oh, these are incredible. Hands yeah. down, these are absolutely incredible. It's just oh. such a, a beautiful bespoke range. And it's yeah. it's nice to see gamers essentially go, what what does it take to get mm-hmm. miniatures um, made or get a range that is bespoke, unique to us that uh, that we want to see on the tabletop? Because- I'm beautifully characterful, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, possibly um, so. Uh, which, which I'll be honest, is going to become more of a rarity because I don't find that a lot of the CGI sculpts, uh, the, the computer-generated sculpts and stuff that we see these days, have uh, nearly as much character um, uh, oh. in them. So I know what you mean. That they, I don't want to say sterile, but there's, there's they're, they're almost too perfect. There's, there's a character in flaws. Yes. Yeah. That you you get with hand sculpt and uh, and it's difficult, not impossible, but difficult to recreate. No princess yes. space buns. <gasps> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> no, I look like as a noble now. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I one hundred percent agree. I I think it's it's going to be interesting. As Ruth progress, the mutant, Jerry, as uh, as to whether or not people decide to stick with. The more time-consuming and laborious style of, of um, sculpting, sculpting, as yeah. opposed to the three D. Um, I really, uh, I really hope we do not lose this. Hmm. Um, I think it would be a crying shame for us as an industry to lose this uh, hand-sculpted metal cast hmm. uh, stuff. You know, it's. Um, I think it'd be a real crying shame because, you know, as collector's pieces, they are, they are a joy to own. Yeah. You know, they are an absolute joy to own. Oh, 100%. And I mean, anybody who's thinking about playing more time or playing Frostgrave, Frostgrave or Rangers of Shadow Deep or, or things like that, where you can just pick up whatever you want to play with. Yeah. Being able to populate a village or a town with, you know, with these bits and pieces in there, you can have your pets, you can have the, the weird bits, or if you want to just go ahead and do a diorama or do some scratch build, 
being able to pick up things like lanterns and benches and tables and wall decorations. I mean, every makes all the difference, you know, to a gaming yeah. table. Yeah, you know, is- even that, even that stuff would play well in Moonstone, Jerry. Oh, Do you God, know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, yeah. scatter and uh, and the yeah. like. So ha- having you know some deer's heads and orcs heads on yes. the wall of your pub. Ah, oh, that's nice. You know, why not? Or your nobleman's house with the sword above the fire and mm-hmm. you know, just little little touches like that. I think lends so much. Look at that! Isn't that a beautiful, beautiful miniature? Everybody needs a bard until the. Uh, destroy the town slash continent they're standing on when they find <laughs> it. Just saying. Bards are the worst. But yeah, the the range is not unsubstantial these days, having had, I think, three Kickstarters in the past three years. Uh, they've, they've made a... It's a fair bit better, yeah. They've made a, a big galvy bucket of character models, and anybody who's thinking about uh, diving into fantasy gaming should definitely be checking them out. Um, it's it's the facial expressions that have got me in these miniatures yeah. because quite a lot they're, they're so so particular. You can really see who's more pompous, and you can really see the simpleton guy. He was Bill so Helms pompous, and there's nothing generic about any of the characters in this. Brat, no, no. Do you know what I mean? It's um, the, the, each one. Their expression is mm. um, really full on. You know, yeah. it's um, I love it. Yeah, so there we have it. Um, like I say we've we've talked about them in the past when they had Kickstarters running, but we never oh. really decided to explore the range. And I think now is a good time. Well, lots of stuff are available. The worst part of that guy is the comb over. It's not the boils. <laughs> it's not the you know leprousness of him. It's that comb it's, over. It's almost Danny DeVito penguin. Just almost. just shave it off, man. Almost. <laughs> King Games, absolutely fantastic. So there we have it. We're going to take a quick swish. And when we come back, we'll be telling you all the bestest news from the past week. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we're back to dive right into the news, as Benjamino likes to say. He's very fond of his diving. Yes, you uh, you quite like a meander though, don't I, you? I'm much much happier with me. I dive just seems too <laughs> risque and right in there, right in your face. I, I, I much rather approach them sadly so they don't know I'm coming. Yes, uh, from, from behind. Mistake. Bam. News item. So it's, <laughs> um, and we're going to kick off with offensive miniatures. As we've looked at these guys in the past, they do some beautiful World War Two. Uh, figures and this time round they're doing a set of eight German character models uh, based on Sven Hassel's novels. Um, so if people are unaware oh. of Sven, um, he wrote a whole slew of books uh, about this character in the middle called Sven Hassel. Uh, Sven isn't really called Sven. Sven has a much longer Danish name that I don't know. Um, and he may or may not have actually participated in the war and spent time in a POW camp. It's all a bit murky. His past would make an interesting read in and of itself. However, he took his supposed um, ideas of, of what happened to him in the war and then recombined them into this group. So if you think of this as like the German Dirty Dozen, it's a <laughs> Panzer Penal Battalion, which never existed anyway. Uh, and these guys are the main characters from his book. Um, 
that have been rendered by offensive miniatures, which means you've got a really interesting set oh, wow. of German veterans uh, that you can then go ahead and chuck in nice. to your games <laughs> or play weird skirmish games with. And um, if they're all dirty, Jerry, yes, that yeah. means I get to call one of them Hans Boggen. That makes sense. <laughs> Terrible, terrible it. sense. It's I'm here all week, folks. <laughs> the uh, the awesome yellow top hat, uh, uh, yeah. by Yusuf in a, uh, a card game before the war, and he wears it everywhere. the The books themselves are massive, massive sellers. If if people are not aware of them, they're very good reads. Just don't read them as historically accurate. Think of them as like sharp. You know, they they are war adjacent. Uh, but it does mean that you've got a really unique set of sculpts who have that feel. So if, you, if you're if you familiar with the novels, you've got those in there, like the old man and, and the rest. And you can see underneath there's a little blurb about how they come a cropper in the actual um, books themselves. But they also, because the books cover the entirety of the war from the formation of the, uh, the, the group, they're in a hodgepodge of uniforms for different fronts as well. Mm -hmm. So they, they do feel like a veteran band um i mean tiny oh, in of himself is is a thing of beauty that's oh, incredible isn't it? They, look, and an they do look very howling commandos i need to i need to <laughs> jerry all we need to do is paint that ammo belt orange oh yeah and it oh, looks like he's walking up the middle of belfast you know? <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah just change the field gray gloves to whites and away goes that's him yeah, yeah. <laughs> i quite like the fact that they've They've put the effort in to capture the the characters from the books, <laughs> which means you can just go in there and, and have them. And if you're a fan of the books and maybe not a World War II gamer, that might be a nice thing to have as a, a collection of figures. But as a just a, a veteran squad with sniper, with machine gun, that sort of thing, to have a really unique looking squad for something like Bold Action <laughs> um, on the tabletop, I think it would be a really nice buy. Um to just to have the diversity of them. Also, they're scaled for 28 mil, but if uh, right. if I go back to this one, you can see Tiny is substantially bigger because Tiny is... Ironic. Tiny, yeah. yeah. Tiny, ironic. <laughs> um, if people haven't read the books and want to see a terrible adaptation of it, there was a movie made uh, based on, I think, The Wheels of Terror called Misfit Brigade, um, uh. which came out in like the late 80s. So you know, Sven was still writing these up until... Well, Sven or his wife were still writing these right up to the, the very, very end. And the Misfit Brigade has a lot of people in it you would recognize, like David Carradine, Ollie Reed. Um, Good grief. Oh, God, the guy from Warriors. Come out and play. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's a, a beautiful cast, just a terrible movie. Played more for giggles and laughs, kind of like a, a, a police academy in World War II, which is a bit surreal. Um, but yeah, if people are interested in taking a look at the fence. I know exactly what to do with these, Jerry. Mm -hmm. So in days gone by, there was a game called Secrets of the Third Reich. I'm aware of its work. Yeah. Right. So the what I would use these for is um, uh, because they're a beautiful little band of misfits, right? Mm -hmm. um, I would have them having to um, escape from a, a Nazi science dungeon, right? Mm. I'm basically having to, I, I want to keep it as historically accurate as possible. So they're both battling yeah. werewolves accurate as the novels yeah. were. to try and get out, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, what you could have is you could have your, um, 
that these guys somehow ended up in the dungeon, a bit like a Reichbusters kind of thing, but an alternative Reichbusters team that is just trying to fight their way out. Because let's be honest, monsters are on ev- on nobody's side, right? So you get the right werewolves. They're not on anybody's side. They're going to eat anybody, right? So you could have your Americans trying to fight their way out and these guys trying to fight their way out. And if they met... You, you, the players could decide, oh, we're going to work together to get out past the werewolves, or are we just going to fight it out here with the werewolves and all in place? I think it'd be amazing because they're so characterful. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Imagine like giving tiny special rules where you have to try and hide him. <laughs> well, yeah. It'd be awesome. They say you can run, but you can't hide your legs. Especially when you're that size. No, I did a Nazi dungeon once, you know, and um, I mean, on tabletop, yeah. right? And um, <laughs> But I was inspired by, what was it? Was it Wolfenstein that we used to play on the PC way back yeah. in the day? The first mm. kind of 3D kind of game where you were uh, rocking in and around. So uh, we had, we built this kind of dungeon. We had lots of ammo crates and things like that. And I created these, we... Um, banners mm-hmm. i made it really kind of indiana jonesy so i had lots of little red banners with no i had the swastika and stuff on them at the time because i wasn't as sensitive back then to just whatever thing it was but you can put any kind of symbol you want on it um but yes it was it was plastered in swastikas but i was just trying to recapture that whole that indiana the, jones the kind of feel, yeah. kind of yeah. thing where it yeah. was really pulpy pulp. really really far out on the bulk um, uh, kind of look, um, but yeah, I can. I oh, these wee minis are awesome for the like so that kind of intricate dungeon crawling. Things like a uh, fistful of lead as a game system, very light type of thing. Yeah, uh, you know, just to, having your your handful of characters in there, or even um, Dead Man's Hand, which I know is a Western one, but you could retheme it very easily. And it's all yep. it's narrative based in a three act structure because you're essentially retelling films on the tabletop uh, yes so something like that again would work very well but yeah if you're interested in your world war ii you should check out offensive miniatures yeah. and moving from one band of misfits to another free <laughs> did you guys know that it's been 20 years since the release slash cancellation of firefly it's oh, been 20, 20 years <laughs> but people you- still won't shut up about it oh yeah i know so all jokes aside, the fact that we celebrate a short-lived show today mm. is quite it's quite interesting. So what I found out this week is there is another board game, tabletop game title coming from Gale Force 9 with some new ventures into Firefly. But this time, players are going to be entering a deck-building game and taking control of one faction each in Firefly, misbehaving. I'm saying it that way because it's an apostrophe at the end. You can't mm-hmm. pronounce things correctly. And it is coming <laughs> this year. So along with the celebrations of the 20th anniversary, Gale Force 9 are also celebrating their 10-year anniversary with Firefly. So they've released before Firefly the Game and Firefly Adventures, and now we've got a new one on the horizon, and it is firming the anniversary date. So two to four players are going to need to deck build as each player is going to be put in charge of a different faction that belong within the universe. So they have said that players are going to get a chance to play as East Down, Niska, the Alliance, or Serenity. So you're going to be working off a hand of cards, which you're going to need to find familiar faces, items, and locations on the board. So players are going to explore the universe and hope to control reach of different factions 
and build a sassy space crew to see through space. But it might not be that sassy because you don't have Nathan Fillion out on the table. It's not that sassy. But, you know, heading out to the core border and rim, you're going to be sure to find someone very interesting. So there is an episode mode as well to play through if you can on adventuring as part of the campaign. Uh, this is going to conclude scenarios and focus on as you travel through some space field hijinks. So there's not that much there regarding mm. the title at the moment, but other than the price is going to be roughly around $65. And the fact that you're going to need to take your opponents probably about an hour's worth of gameplay. And the fact we're going to be seeing it by the end of the year is just some really nice news to know that we're still not letting go of Firefly. It is still returning. It's hot, going hot. to be making a comeback. It, yeah, it, it got announced this uh, a month ago that Disney owned Fox now and Disney have gone, yeah, we're rebooting. Oh, there we go. So, oh, God knows there we be go. It, it won't be the original crew. But no, this, no, this no. fascinates me because obviously you've got the Alliance. They've got all the money in the world. Yeah. Mm. Got the trendy new money. I imagine it will be asymmetric. Evestown, I, I Evestown, I couldn't get until I seen the bowler hat. So I'm assuming that's Badger. Um, and then Niska's everybody's favorite murdering space Polishman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's an unusual, unusual little grouping that they've put together for people to. It have is to, really um, interesting. You're extension. not all just. You're not all just running ships. It's not one of these, all of you are ships and you all need to make the most money by doing jobs. So presumably, I imagine asymmetric builds and asymmetric um, game conditions to win as well, victory conditions. Mm-hmm. Because why would the Alliance need to move cows? No. They won't. <laughs> they don't need to. Wipe a few, wipe a few planets off uh, the galactic map, on the other hand. You know, that's that's completely on board with that. And Neska, Neska's just a delightful man. He just really likes to get to know people in great, great detail. Nesca for for space president. You're reminding me of that episode now, and I don't know. That's great. It's an amazing one. (laughs) It's been a long time. Need to rewatch. It does need to rewatch, given the anniversary, maybe. Well, you know, Captain, why did you not touch my wife? It's just stuff like that. What? What Moving swiftly on. I demand you kiss my wife. <laughs> yeah. Where are we uh, off to? We are going to take a swift turn in the way of sci-fi, but going from the gritty realism of Firefly to the grim, dark, far future of the Warhamster 40,000s and Necromunda. So mm-hmm. uh-huh. Tom, had been, Tom had been taunting you there with you these. Go. Yes, Warren. we go. But we now have the the full sort of breakdown of what's coming for the Ash Wastes box set for Necromunda. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know, there's a lot in it. The terrain's pretty cool, actually. Yep, you're paying for it, but there's a lot in it. Yeah, um, uh, I do uh, like you know, I like that terrain because I can uh, I can think of a, a myriad of other ways other than Necromunda that I could use that terrain. <laughs> I'll um, just skip down to the space yurts then. Yeah. Oh, these are this, very this Star Wars, it, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, no, it's not unlike everything. It's mm-hmm. not unlike what we did for Dark Age, John. Was it a few years back where we created, um, where we took a uh, like a sci- modular sci-fi building station, and then we yeah. added all those kinds of. Fabric canopies and awnings and things like that. That's to it. right. Yep, that was Dark Age. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, so you know, this is this is not unfamiliar territory uh, to me, hmm. um, and I think it would fit with Star Wars just beautifully. <laughs> I like that it doesn't have a bunch of Aquila all over it. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they've managed to throttle back on the excessive use of Aquila and skulls on everything. Yes, as far as yes. the terrain part. <laughs> Uh, this is why this this is probably the you know this is one of the best terrain sets they've done in a long time. Um, it doesn't look partial. Do you know what I mean? You know, uh, remember some of the the kill team in Necromunda boxes just had kind of bitty terrain um, in it, and it didn't look complete. That looks that looks complete to me. And you know, if you were if you were lucky enough to own a couple of box sets of that, um, that's a lot of terrain you know, for uh, building a scenario um, around. So I, I really, really like uh, uh, like this. And, and like I said, I'd be really happy to run terrain like that in an RPG, in Stargrave, in uh, a Star Wars game. You know, uh, I, think it, I think it looks great. Yeah. Another thing that on the subject of the terrain side, there's a double-sided paper mat. And the interesting thing for me is Rather than giving you two different locations, it's the same location, but one's at night. Oh, that's Which nice. I don't think I've seen any other companies do that before. Yeah. It's do nice. the same map, but in two different times, essentially. Yeah. That's, and just that's thinking about that, that's nice, different actually. because you could, you could go the whole hog. You could paint your Orlocks with their quad bikes and stuff in sort of shades of blues and purples, like it is now. Wow, yeah. Have the OSL from the headlights and from the guns. Yeah. Presumably that, that brings me back. There was a video game I played years ago. I'm trying to remember what it was. It might have been one of the Ghost Recons or or, or something like that. And it, whatever one it was, it was interesting because there was a there was a map um where you had led in a um an attack or something like mm-hmm. that during the day. But then you had to go back there at night at one point. And it was really, really fun because it, it felt familiar but different. Yes, um, uh, going uh, going back to it and fighting there uh, uh, in the dark. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's a yeah. that's a nice touch. Actually, well, they say the the rules contain a campaign system that you can play out either using the new game uh, right. or mm-hmm. the new the new gangs, or using your old gangs and that's an out of campaign. So presumably, there must be night fighting missions in there, and that's the reason they've done it. Yeah, that would be my guess. They haven't gone into any real detail on that. Uh, apart from the book and Frippery, obviously you get the two gangs as well. So uh, I think we'd seen these before. The Orlocks are old models, uh, but the quad bikes are exciting and new, which I quite like the look of those. They're they're industrial looking. They're a bit post-apocalyptic, but they look like they could actually work. Yeah, do you know? Like, there's there's not a darn thing wrong with them models. No, you know, they're, they're nice. They're they're, they're Mad Max. Uh, they're not they're not particularly inspiring. Um, uh, uh, you know, uh, unless I I would imagine that if you're deeply into the uh, you know into the background and stuff like that, you you'll get a lot more out of these than um someone more like myself who's who just is on the periphery of the uh, of the narrative and. Um, uh, to me, that you know, they're they're nice, you know, they're, they're, they're okay, but you know, post apocalyptic Mad Max stuff doesn't <laughs> particularly do it for me anyway. Just that, punk them up. What about your <laughs> flea bags then? <laughs> what that, <laughs> that is different. That is, um, and, and it's interesting. I posted a, a, a thing to a face page hmm. about this, 
and the, the number of people, including a load of um, other industry designers and stuff that um, uh, the, uh, commented in that with me, um, uh, we all agreed that is something quite spectacular there in the piece of the, the design. These guys are all right. They're sound people. All right. They're, they're, they're fine. They're a little bit too cluttered for me, but it's just because I'm an old fart gut these <laughs> days and, and all that extra detail is, is almost lost on me. But scroll up to the, scroll up to the juice. Just look at the that. Oh, good grief. They are incredible. Oh, I need it. I need a couple of boxes of these. I really do. Could I paint them? I don't know. I would like to try those speed paints from Army Painter. Hmm. To see if it would um, make it easy to 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 slosh some paint on it. There it um, the, these them. these intrigue me. I don't know what you think about this, John. They have a very ramshackle Tuscan Raider look. They do, yeah. But every man jack of them has got one of the most high tech helmets on that I've yeah. seen, yeah. and it's maybe very uniform across the board. Maybe they're a bit like um, uh, that movie Oblivion. Where the humans are hiding from the aliens and dressing up with like fancy high tech stuff, but they look unusual just because they're wearing tech yeah, that hides yeah, them. Yeah, might be the way. I wouldn't say that. Or they could just be a bunch of three other space marines. Let's be honest. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, they're yeah, not yeah. all into polishing their helmets every night. No. Some of them just want to go out and grab an old bin bag and stick it on. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not inspired by any of it. I, I just well, is there not enough tracks on them bugs, no, John? Just, is that it? I just I just dislike everything for Necromunda. Every model that's come out for it, <laughs> including this stuff, is just boring. <laughs> oh, you're all whole. That's boring. Oh, look, I'll give I'll give it to you that uh, that a, a big chunk of it's boring. It's boring yeah. even to me. But them dudes on them fleas. Ah, no, there's nothing boring about that man. They oh, are incredible. You could it's use them different, yeah, but it's. Yeah. Well, they, Dude, well, I can see those fleas bouncing up Sword Beach during D Day, <laughs> right? Uh, you're in your fever dreams. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be repelled by the Misfit Brigade at the top of the <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> there's also a couple of characters coming. So there's Bad Santa here, and with, uh, with Sarah his, Connor, his rocket launching Sarah Connor, and then there's also, so like this, another flea bag, which oh. is. A storm collar, so some sort of psychic mystic. <gasps> Look at that false leg on that flea bag. Yeah, um, that's very cool. Maybe they mean maybe they're particularly rare, so you can't just go out and get another one whenever it loses a limb and you oh, actually have to repair it. He saddled on this one. The other oh, yeah. ones weren't saddled on, and that made the other one's happy. not saddled. They didn't look it. They looked like they were just stuck on the back with the uh, yeah, the just hanging on. The, yeah. Maybe it's a different. Maybe it's a different breed of of unusual helamite. I believe is the actual name. Yeah, um, is that skulls hanging out the arse of uh, that? Uh, no, it's bugger, tied around tied around its mouth. Yeah, this All looks right, like oh, a different. Okay. This looks like a slightly different animal. Yeah, <laughs> to that yeah. one. Because it's got a different face. You see, they've got tied it on around the. Oh yes, that's the front. That's front not the back. Sometimes it's hard to tell. And it, it is. <laughs> it's very hard to tell. Now, do you want the interesting news about this character and this oh. character? Ah, uh, do we see them? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I so, think I know where this is going. Yeah, you might not know where they this cost a hundred quid each, and there's only oh, five. I've, of them. I've no idea. <laughs> yeah, probably and almost certainly. So this, the Ash Waste rulebook. 
contains the updated Necromunda core rules plus the new mm-hmm. rules for fighting outside and, and getting on vehicles and blah, blah, blah. It does not contain, it contains the Ash Waste Nomad list. It does not contain the rules for either of those two character models who will be added in a supplement that is coming soon. So the new rules aren't out yet and already it's <sighs> semi-obsolete and not complete. Stargrave. Yes. Stargrave. <laughs> That's wonderful terrain, though. Space Rangers of Shadowdeep, Joe. Let's do it. Let's do it. Space Rangers of Shadowdeep. You know, we've got to kill this. We have got to kill this stupid nonsense of here's a game and uh, yeah, here's the models. Oh, but these two models aren't in it yet. All right. Are they coming out in an FAQ? I'm strange you didn't put them in the book. Uh, No, not an FAQ. Uh, No, they aren't in the book. But you get to buy another book. That'll make you happy. And it, the thing about it is, is, I'm not against the buying of things. What I'm against is rules and games Being sprawling so across. Because it, it, one of the worst... I played the worst game of my life with the nicest people uh, I've, uh, I've met, right? It was a lovely game with nice people. One of those dudes knew 40K and knows 40K probably better than anybody else I know in the world, including a load of folk in the studio um, in over in Nottingham. He's immense. But the number of books that that guy had to troll through in 7th edition, um, yeah, in 7th ed, um, to try and make that game function was horrendous it was the one of the worst most clunky experiences um uh, of a game i have ever had so you know i'm not complaining for complaining's sake but every time you do that you make a game potentially more and more clunky as people are reaching for this tome reaching for that tome just to try and push some minis around a table it's more down to the. It's like a, an anti-consumer move. Yeah, it's not. It's not consumer friendly, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, particularly with 40k, Look. when a new codex comes out, and then two weeks later, the FAQ for that codex comes out because mm. someone forgot to read page 67. Well, <laughs> I can understand mistakes, right? And 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 on the consumer friendly front, we don't live in a consumer friendly world at the moment. No. Okay, you know, um, uh, uh, people that, that that sell, I don't know mice are sticking up the price oh it's doubled in price why is that oh, you know, oil yeah right <laughs> it's like um, they're doing it all over the place so consumer wise you know um all of that stuff do you know what like you can set that to a side we could argue about that all day <laughs> but the biggest problem is i think it ruins the game experience i think it just ruins the game experience i think you know uh, keeping it self-contained in a tome that you and your body have one book that you're referencing to between you yeah. and it just runs you know rather than ah well, what happens now which books are in oh i have to go to this book now i have to go back to that book now ah on a side note, Jerry, we're we're tackling something like that on Saturday, aren't we? We are. Yeah. If people are, are being particularly um interested in getting into 40k but don't want to have to go <laughs> jumping through a million hoops and fifteen books. Oh ho. Um, what's this now? John and uh John and myself are going to be exploring alternatives. Uh, so yeah, you, you can just tune in on uh, Saturday and find out. Is this a live stream? Is it? 
No, no, no. It'll just be a level. We will culminate it with a live, a live stream game. Mind you, that is the plan at the moment. But uh-huh. to begin with, we're just going to be doing a little bit of an army build. And, uh, nice. And, uh, and this has been published. The, the, we're really putting this out on tomorrow then, yeah? Uh, the first one comes out tomorrow. Yeah, the first, the first yeah. video is on Saturday. Yeah. Letting Happy people days. know what our plans are. Our plans for total global domination. Well, nice. I will, I will. I will be there or be square. Uh, <laughs> have I complained enough now? Can I, but, but can I just say, I love them flea bags, man. Well, I is, absolutely love those flea bags. This is the thing. Can you imagine someone coming in <laughs> and saying, oh, wow, I'm really drawn to Necromunda now because these are really different. These are something I've never seen before. This is something. And then you get these new people that come out. Wow, I really like this. I'm going to buy all my flea bags and get into it. No, you can't. What do you, why not? What, what about this book? Well, you need this book. as well. It's really hard to access for somebody that's just been drawn in. It's, it's not easily accessible for someone who's looking to play Necromunda, really. It's, well, it's a brave new world, they tell me. It doesn't bother me because I'm going to have Luke Skywalker trying to kill those people on the flea bags anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> flea bags versus at that's, that's what a womp rat looks like. That's why he was in Baker's Canyon targeting them. Uh, but moving away from that, Free, hmm. what's been going on with War Cradle? Yesterday, War Cradle Studio showcased their upcoming and newest releases for both Dystopian Wars and World with Exodus. So there's a few new products coming on the roster and they'll be coming out for May's releases. So first up, the French get ready to kickstart their Navy with the, I want to say Oriflam, Oriflam, I, I, I can't speak French. Sure. Oriflam, Battlefleet. Yeah. But the Pride of Republic is proceeding forward. So the, giving the Latin Alliance a new string to their bow. So this set of miniatures allows players to just build a powerful naval force on the table. Um, at the head of the fleet, you're going to have the Oriflame battleship. Uh, it's stunning craftsmanship. Mm. And the battleship will be cutting through ways as fast as you can say in the Zoskate. Right, along with the main battleship, there's going to be two cruisers in the box, which can be built in four different ways. So you have got the Chevalier-class cruisers, which are able to launch screens of torpedoes up ahead. You've got the Charlemagne heavy cruiser, which is decked out with guns, guns, more guns. The lorry-like cruisers, which sit on the forefront and they're first to engage. And you've got the Picardi-class, which are pretty durable in the shallow water, and a last line of defence for civilians. So along with Euroflame and the cruisers, you've got the four Eucuri frigates. Um, sure. The first is French. The, the French is amazing. Someone in good. the audience is French and they're going to be sitting there going like this the whole time. Well, but Ben does it every week. It's my time to destroy <laughs> the good, a language. The good thing is whenever they complain, they'll complain in French because they won't sell themselves by writing in English, so we won't know. Yes. There you go. So <laughs> thanks, thanks ahead for the abuse. But um, you've got the frigates for the first line of defence on the flank and teamed up with target attack against enemy vessels. So we saw that. Uh, the Antolia battle fleet has made preparation that will be coming out in impending release. And the Sultanate is preparing accordingly for reinforcements mm. to parallel the Latin Alliance's recent movement. So we've got the Sultanate frontline squadrons coming next month. Two, so they're going to be providing players a variety Who's of this? options. Who's this one we're looking at? The Sultanate. That's the Sultanate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this so, a, are these um, an Arabian kind of a faction? Is it or what's the? Uh... Oh, I don't know. Scroll down there. Do we see what does it say? <laughs> the 
Sultanate. I'm really interested in this one. I want to go and check this one out. I imagine because everything has a sort of a. It does have that first warish. Yeah, but you know that that period. I imagine this would be your Ottoman Turkish. Yes, yeah, around there. Yeah, because they were, you know, massive. But these are great. So if you do, well, I think they're a delight. Hey. Oh, 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 see what you did there. So if, <laughs> if you do, if you did get the last battle fleet, which was the Anatolia battle fleet, mm. and you do want to diversify your cruisers a bit more so you can get the frontline squadrons um, to change around your cruisers. So you can get, it will contain four frigates within the box and you get two different cruisers and they can be built as an Iskandar, Izmir, Pasha or Sadrazam class ships or even better, they can be combined together to unleash an epic Hurum Grand Cruiser or a fierce Mohammed Grand Monitor. So it's combined. just all coming to you. got big robots. You've got everything. So you practice these really names, really haven't you? You practice those names. <laughs> so they're, really easy. Like, they're phonetic, they are. Yeah. They're, they're quite good, those ones, John. I, but, I really uh, like the look of the, uh, the Frenchies oh, there. It has, it's gorgeous. It has all this Baroque and Rococo-style filigree on the front, which is completely flamboyant and unnecessary. It's, and so lovely. it's very French, isn't it's it? Yeah. <laughs> and they've got Belfast Botanical Gardens shed. They do. On the yes. back there as well. And the city hall there down the front. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can imagine these to be painted up beautifully, though. Oh, they, they will. They will, no I doubt about that. I cannot wait to see these painted up. But if you are feeling a bit wexy, well, well, West Exodus to be specific, Apex Hellions are returned to the table this month. So you may have seen this mechanical vulture-looking zombie-type creatures before from Wild West Exodus. Mm-hmm. These are contained within the Murder of the Hellion Posse set, but you can get them on their lonesome if you want next month. So they'll be swooping down with their mechanical vulture wings once again, and the Enlightened have proved the petrifying and disturbing experience in the name of science once more. Uh, so, you, you see, <laughs> petrifying again, disturbing. This is recycling. This is what we need. Yes. <laughs> the Enlightened's creations are so uh, uh, disturbing. The, this is where the, the miniature collector of me uh, kicks in, because I immediately look at those and I go, oh, wow. You know, and whether you play Wild West Exodus or or, or anything, you you look at the likes of that, and you think to I'm immediately thinking to myself in like an RPG or something like that. Wouldn't they make the most amazing um, mid level bodies? You know, um, they 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 just come out of nowhere. I'm, I'm I'm getting like a Van Helsing kind of a vibe. Oh, yeah. Do you remember in Van Helsing when the vampires, um, the, the brides came in, the brides flew in, paper. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a scene like that in my mind. You know, with it with my Hugh Jackman there and these critters flying in like the monkeys out of uh, Wizards of Oz. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering who was going to make the first monkey reference because I was very close to it. <laughs> They're just missing their little hats. <laughs> but um, no, I love it. And you know, they they are steampunky enough for uh, for for you to be able to pull it off in a fantasy universe. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's um, so they're they're, 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 do, they're, yeah. they're not sci-fi per se. They're, they're, they're in that territory that Wild West Exodus kind of is, where it has the Victoriana, steampunky kind of thing. So a lot of the Wild West Exodus range can deviate forward or back in the, in the timeline of the games that we play. So very cool. 
Mm-hmm. All of these releases should be on pre-order today, so you can expect them to be released nearer the end of the back month. Back month, nearer the end, nearer the back end of next month. I got my sentence together in the end. Well done. You got it. You went for free. The French is improving. It's not even May the 4th yet. No, it is not. I'm slowly melting. But yeah, where are you? Actually, you practiced that in advance. <laughs> the hardest bit I got for all of the names and everything and fell on a basic yeah, sentence hooray where are we off to next Jerry oh we're going to have to take a quick swing at the ancients um, so Temple of the West have released three command packs for Clash of Spears uh, Rise of Eagles which is their you'll like this one it's the early Imperial Roman period because I know you're very keen on your oh yes periods. yes um, so so this gives you a set of heroes and command figures that you can use in your Clash of Spears oh, games or any game, let's yeah. face it, in 28 mil. Um, these have been sculpted by Stavros, again, who did the original stuff for um, Fighting Hedgehog for the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And when he did those, he matched them to Vitrix Plastics. Likewise, again, Aye. these scale with Vitrix Plastics, which means if you pick up a big bag of 60 Audacians, then you can get your heroes, champions, yeah. and leaders for the same uh, I do like my Dacians I like a bit of a Falks you know it's better than a Rumpia it points the right I like that kind of hobby horse thing my kids <laughs> used to play with them that, so that, they, I wonder does he horses. literally stick up between his legs and oh, yeah. <laughs> around the battlefield that would be amazing. When he runs out of the long part of Blow It, because it is a horn. I oh, it's a horn! Exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, Karnak. Suffering horny horse! <laughs> <laughs> Well, he could, he could be as well. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100%. I imagine that's what it does. It gets him, gets him through the wee small hours of the night. And the horniest the hobby horse I've ever seen. So there you go. <laughs> There's also a set of uh, Germanic Celts. Oh, here you oh. go. So, again, oh. nice looking set of figures. One musician, one standard, which is all you need if you're playing Clash because you're only ever going to really attach them to a, a high-level commander to up their sphere of influence. But then you've got some other heroes in there. I will say I'm not a fan of cast spears. As you can see, they're a bit wobbly. They'll come yes. straight off and be replaced with brass or yeah. steel as soon as I get them. But don't worry. Oh, that's right, planned in. Yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Um, and the final and biggest pack is there is the um, the Spartacus essentially the third Servile War that when the the gladiators revolted there is a, a list so you can play skirmishes between gladiators and Romans as they try and escape and this pack has got Ace of the Best lovely unique characterful gladiators which is a tricky bunch of fellas to get your hands on in 28mm I will say mm-hmm. um there, there are a few companies about there do a small smattering of gladiators, which means if you want to build a big force of the map for an army, you're kind of buying from everybody if you don't just want the same thing repeated multiple times. So yeah. I'm always happy to see more. As somebody pointed out in our comments, Justin is there. Yes, Net there he Trident. is. Where, and he's even, he's even got his, his wrist uh, his jobbies arm on. on yeah, yeah. His arm braces, yeah. yeah. We found Justin this week, nice. So uh, I'm really looking forward to these. Well, really looking forward to these arriving with me. Let's face it. <laughs> you all know I've ordered them. Um, yeah. If you are watching this on Friday, you've got uh, about that much time um, to do pre-order because there's pre-orders in both the US and UK through North Star where you can get all three packs at a reduced price. Six, six odd quid off. 
um, you know, if you'd mess out in the pre-order, they're still reasonable price. And they actually, they all come with the relevant cards um, nice. for you to play uh, Clash of Spears with as well, which is a nice touch. Um, you don't need the cards to play Clash. You can just write it down normally, less like the rest of us did in the old days. You lazy young and you. Um, <laughs> but if you do happen to be catching this as we launch it, then uh, you've still got time to go and grab it. It'll save you the price of postage, let's face it. It'll get you a pint. Uh, uh, but yeah. I'm really happy to see these. So that's... Uh, three more factions for me to add to my Clash of Spears because I don't have <laughs> enough things that I'm adding to it on a regular basis. What can I say? I have been spending some time in the ancients. <laughs> I go to sleep these nights listening to um, history, history audiobooks and things. Yeah. And um, so the two areas, and I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated a lot by the ancients, but the two areas that I'm most fascinated in is I'm, I'm spent a lot of time in um, ancient Egypt, okay, um, way back, uh, you know, from 18th dynasty back. So Ramsey's back, basically. And then the other area that I'm really getting into at the moment, um, and it, it makes my heart sing, and that is ancient India, right? So uh, back in when the Indians had their own flying saucers mm. and nuclear weapons and the likes. Because I am going to recreate Balu Bahi on the tabletop some of these days. Free, you haven't seen Balu Bahi right. yet. No. <sighs> Do you have Netflix? Yes. I'm going to send you a link to a movie, the two movies that are going to change your life. Is it? Yeah. Uh, groundbreaking oh, movies. Very incredible. As well. Uh, yeah, uh, totally historically accurate. You'll learn loads from it. Okay. Um, now, the, this must have been at a time either before or after the Indians had flying saucers and nuclear weapons and stuff. But they were pretty close in this movie. You know, they had the other stuff that was, in my opinion, just as effective. The flaming blanket of death uh, is probably still <laughs> my favorite military move ever. I, you know, I, I, I think that there has. There's been nothing you know, that was as effective as that. You know, I suppose yeah. Blitzkrieg, maybe. You know, but it's um, you know, it, um, but that was the most effective strategical military you know uh, thing that I can think of. But anyway, uh, I'll add it to my list. Considering the last uh, movie you gave me was Velocipasta. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the next one. Bahu Bahu Bali is 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 incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm going to go and watch it after this show. I think I'm just going to go back and watch it. it needs inspired. to be inspired. But um, yeah, um, I'm I I will be. Look, I'm I'm immersing myself in this ancient period, Jerry, because mm. I will be at some point in in the future. Um, uh, coming back with uh, with some gaming options and 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 their approach to gaming in that period because you know I think I I, I think you know my deep research into this will will pay off with some some seriously educational material. I can't wait to see the educational material that is presented to all and sundry for them to muse upon. You're gonna love it, man. You're gonna love it. I'm I'm highly confident. Yeah, we well we all know that it's nothing but the most historically accurate tabletop gamings that get you going yeah absolutely every time right what's next uh, uh next up we have a announcement from WizKids uh about their onslaught game which is coming later on this year uh for dungeons and dragons so this is a set of pre-paints 
um, mm-hmm. in a miniature skirmish game set within, I believe, just the general D and D universe that the generic start off, um, card and dice driven, um, where you have a, a sort of a, a feel of the Mordheim behind it, where you have a gang or a, a party, I suppose, of murder hobos attempting to butcher your way through. <laughs> Um, the uh, various areas within the Dungeons and Dragons world to steal all the stuff belonging to other people, like uh, poor dog-faced people and trolls, and of course dragons. If you really want of all of the hordes of gold, uh, so don't know a huge amount about the mechanics yet. Although some people are positing that it may be based on some previous WizKids card games, mm-hmm. um, but what we do know is. It will be a um, essentially a, a, a flat map-based tabletop with your miniatures on it. The yeah, game cool. itself includes the cards, the dice, the 21 pre-paints, and a couple of standees. Not sure what the standees are for because they include things like the dragon in the um, in the set. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has a, a it has a big feel of the old Star Wars and. Um, Dungeons and Dragons pre-paint blind buy stuff. Yeah, the old Wizards of the Coast the, stuff. The old yeah. Wizards of the Coast stuff. So I, I don't know if it's some sort of blend of the card game and the D20 system put together. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where they go and how people run with this or if it just languishes um, because the the stuff looks okay for pre-paints. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do we have any actual shots of them? No, real, no, not just renders. No, no, it's just renders at the moment. Oh, you see, so I'd see, they're not going to look like that, and that's where it comes in because the price point <laughs> is one hundred and forty dollars to Ooh. order. Now, that's the two gangs plus the monsters. So the monsters do include the dragon. Uh, but yeah. it's it's where on that scale are you going to get value for money for that, or are you going to get Poor prepaints because the prepaint blind buys were bad, but cheap in comparison. Yeah. Um, but you just didn't know what you were going to be getting from one moment to the next. We'll have to wait and see what the quality of them uh, yeah. is like. I, I you have no doubt about the quality of the sculpts. Uh, Wiz Kids introduced um, pre primed and stuff like that. No, the sculpts yeah. were beautiful. They can do the sculpts, um, but the actual paint that will be that will be the defining factor in this so and its value i to me at least will be very much based on the quality of the uh of the painting oh, because that's you know the monsters are okay but you know all of these monsters there are plenty of them out there from other there companies are and, plenty of them out there you know they're not right. they're, they're, they're not a lot unique or, uh, around that so no um no 100 it, it will be It'll be backed up by campaigns and downloads and free supplements and things like that. So that's nice. They have a narrative structure in place that they're planning on pushing forward with it so that people can play these things out. But yeah. the sort of the price point they're aiming for puts it at the top end of well, of let me look, look. Because you could pick up the same ones from if you're jumping up and down about it. that dragon, right? You could go to your local toy shop and buy a Schleck dragon, which will be beautifully repainted, uh, mm-hmm. pre-painted, um, for seventeen quid. Right. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't buy the pack for the dragon. <laughs> I have better pre-painted dragons already. Um. So, well, I say better. We'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll are wait. they? 
Are they offering a, an option without all the models, you know? Because that would be a really nice, because it allow you to, you know, model. Use the models you already have, potentially. Yeah. It'd definitely take down the price a bit as well, because yeah. I can imagine. I don't want to price. put them off, because I want to see a thriving pre-painted sure. um, section of the industry. I want somebody to nail it. Um, Every but time people I, try it, they fall over. And then, it's, yeah. been tr- it's been it's been super tricky so far, yeah. really, really tricky so far. So, um, and the fact that they're uh, the 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 marketing engine has ramped up with renders rather than photos, yeah, um, uh, leaves me yeah. leaves me concerned. You know, why not show your photos? Why not show what you're actually selling rather than at, what you kind of may selling that they haven't produced any yet. Yeah, because it's it's not going to launch until September. So you know we've um, not, not no, we have quite time half a year between yet, now and then. Yeah, but, but one to keep an eye on. You can there is an onslaught page that you can go to uh, if you want to know more and have a nosy about it. It is just dndonslaught.com um, and have a wee gander at some of those things. The renders are on there as well, and some of the other tiles and bits and bobs. But it'll be fascinating to see where it goes in the long run. Is it time for a swish? It is. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at some Kickstarters. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Okay, folks, we are back with a couple of Kickstarters. Two very, very tiny ones. One more expensive. Uh, but I couldn't let these first ones go past without aiming people at them, uh, as is my want in life, and uh, for a very good reason. First off, we're going to take a look at some dwarves, because Ben isn't here this week. And if we didn't take a look at some dwarves, I mean, <laughs> people would feel lost. And alone. Yes, absolutely. You do. I every time you say, if these you say the, yes, these are the dwarves I was expecting. Yeah. Ben is going to be it's so missing out, man. Uh, it's terrible, really, isn't it? Uh, so is, this, is this the new GW release? I didn't know they did Kickstarters now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's better than that. Uh, yes. Ninja Bread uh, or Curris or Chris Webb, depending on where you know him from. If you, Curris, if, yeah. If you, you frequent uh, the On Tabletop site, you'll probably see a lot of his work um he does some beautiful paint work he's been doing it for a lot of companies like gw mantic and a whole host of others for years and he decided that he wanted to release some models of his own in a 90s style a a classic retro look that was the little flyer we seen and i mean that couldn't be more 90s it's perfect isn't it than anything ever (laughs) so it's a very small kickstarter uh it's only running for another week after you see this. Uh, it is just the five models. You get uh-huh. the little captain. That's lovely. And you know he's in charge because he's both he's pointing, pointing and he's not wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. He's just messing the foot on rock for the trifecta. <laughs> um, but there you have him in all his lovely glory, wearing his quilted uh, jerkin, like all proper space dwarves should. And it's amazing because the minis, the minis are painted beautifully. The minis are yeah, painted yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, with a fairly modern heavy metal style. But the base the is so the green, old school, man. Got the green sand. Not even, not even flock or any of that nonsense. Just bubbly sand. Oh. Um, the standard trooper then, with the worm bolt rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, I think it is just one sculpt, so you get three of the same sculpt. Um, but 
very crisp details, very sharp, has that Viking look with the spectacle helm on and yeah. the, the sort of lobster back guard and again, you know, grenades and quilting everywhere. Um, and doesn't he just look adorable? It's still spin, my beautiful space dwarf, spin for the sheer joy of spinning. And uh, last but by no means Super least, light. if you need to kill an awful lot of orcs on the tabletop, then use your Hellstrom auto cannon. And there we have it. Proper shoulder-mounted, old-school heavy weapon. And there they are. Beautiful fun. That is just cracking. I absolutely <laughs> love these. They're going to be cast, I think, mostly as one piece, although things like the Hellstrom there is probably going to be weapon separate, but cast mm-hmm. as resin, so crisply detailed. If and- you if you just wait, scroll up. Yeah. I think that weapon is held on with blue tack. Watch. It oh, might watch. be because it, it's there's blue the blue tack. Blue tack is optional for obviously your own stuff. Um, there you go. But he's even, done, question. he's even done a uh, a selection of various dwarves from various companies so you can see how they fit in skill wise. Um oh. so we've got you know macrocosm and mantic and old GW and all sorts. Who does G- that orange rusky looking dwarf there? The, the one in the middle, I think it's uh-huh. another macrocosm one. Uh, middle row, Citadel, Iron Claw. That's oh, awesome. Iron Claw. So I have to have a look at them in the future. This mm. one at the very far end through me because I'm going, there's a human there. Apparently, that's GW's new dwarfs, courtesy of Forge World. Oh. I've got, oh, so not a human. Okay. Uh-huh. They're, they're quite leggy, aren't they? They're, yeah. They're massive <laughs> Primaris dwarfs. But anyway, I, I just thought it's. Really nice to see a community member chucking a Kickstarter right there. It is. It's a small one. People are interested. They can jump in and get it. The initial run, which is going to be delivered in June, has already sold out. The follow-up run that was going to be delivered in September has sold out. Now, if you want them, you're going to have to wait till October. And there's only eight of those left at the time of filming. Um, So doing it in waves depending on how quickly you jump in, how quickly you'll get them. But uh, yeah, if you're after a touch of the old school for mm. your tabletop, then uh, these will do the job beautifully. Ah, uh, fantastic. Now, What's next? Sticking with Curus. Uh-huh. But moving to Fugu. <gasps> Fugu! Because Curus oh, I sit painted. up in my chair. <laughs> Curus has painted Ooh. these, as he always does. Um, this is a very short campaign, so you'll have uh, four days left. Four days Tuesday. left on this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, a little bit of a change this time from the longer uh, ones that are normally run, where there's lots of stretch goals and bits and bobs being added. This is self-contained. This is uh, the Grave Concern. So it's a set of barrow entrances, uh, some dry stone walls and casks. That's it. Mm-hmm. 50 quid will get you the loss. There's nothing going to be added to this. There's no messing around. It's nice. do it quickly, do it relatively short and uh, yeah. get the get the stuff out to people as quickly as possible mm. i have one of their in fact it's sitting in front of me um <laughs> barrows already that he did a long time ago and these are just essentially flat resin cast pieces then that you build up the back of it using polystyrene or paper mache or whatever you want to use mm-hmm. um, so you can fill your tabletop with a load of uh celtic or uh dark age looking entrances um but if no. you're playing there's, there's there's places like this in in Ireland. There's a oh, number yeah. of these oh, kind of tombs, isn't there? Yeah. Barrow um, tombs and, and long tombs mm-hmm. and long houses and all sorts. Beautiful. So there's a, a, a slew of different shape and sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are theoretically 28 mil, 
But as he points out himself, they're pretty much scale agnostic. If you want to play these with 15s or whatever, it won't make yeah. a difference because it is just massive rocks layered on top of massive rocks. Yeah. And it's just a case of how you display them. I really like these, apart from the fact of being able to have a load of barrows and tombs and that sort of thing for some sort of dark age site. Mm. I like the idea of like a goblin village or an orc village or a barbarian village that isn't just huts, mm. just yes. a load of little mounds of, of hills with hobbit holes. Like hobbit style. holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark age hobbit holes. Because that will be, you know, I like, I like to make my scenery work for me in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Um, also, set of dry stone walls. This is in a similar style to his other bits and pieces. So like the barrows we've seen above and like the um the the Skellig Michael style beehive yeah, huts and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have that. But they also have a he did it for the ring fort where it's like interlocking stonework um that hides oh. the join when you put them because there's original nice. ones just butted flat, whereas these sort of interlock so it masks where the joins are. They're also nice. curved walls, which is great because a lot of the the old stone cattle pens and, and sort of defensive mm-hmm. ditches and stuff, certainly around Ireland and, and Scotland, and I presumably down in Cornwall where Fugu's from, you get a lot of these circular rather than just flush. Well, Navin, is it Navin Fort? Navin is Fort, yeah. circular. Oh, it's a massive one, yeah. Yeah. Older than the uh, Great Pyramid. So, is it older than the Great Pyramid? Oh, yeah. Oh, fly-by-night merchants there in Egypt coming sauntering in at the last minute. Yeah. Making people think they're great. Uh, we were knocking up brick things ages ago. See? Mm. See, say what it was written. Yeah, mm, very much yeah. so. I was, I was going to move that stone a bit to the left. But yeah, a um, couple of straights, but mostly, mostly rings and ditches and stuff, which I really mm-hmm. like. I just like being able to keep that sort of natural, semi-historical flow. I just like, yeah. I like, I like, yeah. I like, I like curves. I like straight lines. Barrels um, and barrels, barrels and casks. So just nice. bits of more scatter. Um, he does a lot of scatter already, beehive cooking ovens and baskets and wicker things and clay pots and stuff. So, so just a simple set of scattered rain to add to your, your tabletop mm-hmm. or in and around your, your bases. And that's it. That's, that's the whole that's kit of nice. If you're after some walls, some barrow entrances, then he's got you covered. If you're after a ton of extra stuff, yeah. Um, then you can jump over to Fugu's oh. website. I think you might be able to add some of this in as, um, as as add-ons as well. I know okay. generally in the past he's let people order stuff from the store to save on shipping. Um, mm. So the, the Fugu stuff is particularly nice. You can get a Fugu resin head badge if you share it around. Oh, nice. Fortunately, I'm not social, so I won't be getting one of those. Oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, um, if you're interested in your Dark Age or your fantasy, uh, I think those are two beautiful little sets the the walls and the barrow fronts and it, it gives you just options when you're you're putting stuff on your tabletop because everybody sees a green polystyrene hill stick a stick a door on the front of it it's still a green polystyrene hill as far as game yeah. very nice for the likes of uh slain as well because a lot of uh, people are playing the old song oh, yeah 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 it would work would work lovely with slain wouldn't it mm. no i, I, I want to set picks out the way right my little my little teeny tiny shivers there, but Tycho Starport. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a substantial range of STL files for adding to your sci-fi tabletops, uh, mm-hmm. specifically done for FDM printers. Right. Uh, presumably that means you can do them better on resin. I don't know enough about it, but it's a whole 
a host. And when we It'll start working, wow. we will see there is a. It looks very dead zone orientated. It it can be used for dead zone quite happily. It could be used for infinity as well. Infinity, yeah. asking yeah. the yeah. fact it's. It's squareals in a lot of cases yeah. means that if you want to play with dead zone, you can drop it in there quite happily and you have your multiple levels because a lot of the stuff you can see there, the hab blocks and like are stackable. Very good for 2000 AD for uh, dread players as well. Mm -hmm. I, Build your mega city and have all the uh, iniquitous people creeping around and in through. But if we start getting down into the meat of the, uh, the Kickstarter proper, before I have a stroke looking at all the shiny moving things. Stop spinning everything. Oh my God. There are a host of industrial and sort of industrial sci-fi um, buildings oh. that you can, you can get as part of this from Corvus. Um, mm -hmm. If we come down about there we go. So you can start seeing some of the test prints here where you've got access into them which is handy if you're playing a game, especially a skirmish one where you want to be able to get in and around. So they've got roofs, but not not floors. Yeah, mm -hmm. so if you're lifting off the, the run below type of thing. Um, but you can see the, the sort of madness and majesty that they put together. That looks like some mm. sort of terrible sci-fi um, oil rig mm. covered in skiing out in the Atlantic. And there you see, as as you said, Good for dead zone because they are built around a, a three inch. Yeah, they've got that square system. footprint yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but obviously, you can go much, much further beyond that. Yeah. And I really like them. They are generic without being simplistic. Yeah. Mm. They, they allow you to put whatever you want on it. If you want to have them as sort of hard sci fi and very infinity, clean lines, neon colors, you can do that. If you want to have them a bit more like dead zone, you dirty them up and weather them down. Why slander them? Yeah. Or. You know, your your likes of 2000 AD where you want to have it just being a complete, uh, I was going to say something foul there. I will anyway, <laughs> show. If you want to have a complete <laughs> show, then you can do that too, uh, just by giving them a really heavy weathering and covering them in graffiti and the like. Uh, yeah. And they just work perfectly well um, for what, you're, what you want for your tabletop, which is a way of filling it quickly, and especially for a sci-fi game. You don't want to be... Uh, messing around with lots of footery extra parts that you don't need. So simple, simple builds or simple prints, I suppose you would call them. Definitely. I, I don't know, because of the size and just me printing as well. Um, it, it does not need any supports by the looks of it. It's just straight up, easy done, print in, file, outcomes. That seems very simple and really easy yeah. to build up everything that you need and keep layering up. They do have a locking system on it, although I imagine you could probably work out a way to put magnets on there if you wanted to yeah. instead. Mm. Um, but mm. I like mechanical locking. There's less that can go wrong. Yes. You can't glue a mechanical lug in the wrong yeah. polarity and watch as your, your thing flies off every time you set it down. Uh, but it's it's an extensive collection that they've put together that really is, with isn't such it? a large level sure? of modularity that you can really fill a table um, without it looking repetitive i suppose <laughs> so there you see the core set for 30 euro will get you 35 of these building files um, presumably more than that if oh. you if you start doing clever things in the cads of the table yeah, and stuff start to, to clip them together and do all sorts yeah. of things so but uh yeah a, a, a simple yet 
effective, effective, absolutely um, mm. Kickstarter, and oh, it's the God. little bits and pieces that they've started to, to hang on afterwards. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, having having just options for doors again will change the outlook of what you're looking at. You know, once yeah. you've dropped a um, a massive sign on the side of a building, it it looks slightly different from his friend beside it, which doesn't have the same thing. Having your awnings open to let people into your burger van or Happy Noodle sushi bar or whatever it happens to be. It looks like a shooting range part, though, the one on the bottom. Uh, yeah, could mm-hmm. be uh, entirely up to you. If you want to make it that and paint it that way, put a sign yep. outside, have a cat lying in the windowsill. It's all doable. <laughs> there's our billboards. So, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. Oh, there's a ton of options there, isn't there? Sort of split down into industrial and commercial districts i suppose you would say um so that you can you can home in on the the parts that sort of appeal to you um or that you think would be worthwhile the comms dish is is interesting i know you were saying about not having supports on it i know it seen some stuff recently from guys doing stuff in six mil where they were using the the scaffolding from 3d printing to actually make yeah. the support scaffolding for yeah. the reverse of a comms dish uh, i'd be interested to see that from behind with that sort of webbing on there Going all um, golden eye. You have Sean Payne dying again. Poor Sean. But yeah, so a lot to get in there if you are interested in your sci-fi. Army um, days. And beautiful looking set of, of stuff it is to boot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's somebody actually playing Dead Zone. Oh, it's the family of gamers. I subscribe to them. I haven't seen that one yet. I have not seen that. <laughs> there's your watching for so this evening. YouTube suppresses so many subscriptions at the moment. It's not funny. Yes. Like, it's not funny at all. Yeah. No, no it really isn't. So as you can see, they've already unlocked a host of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Riff add-ons recently. And next up will be some commercial plaza furniture. So you can have your uh, interesting bits of sculpture for outside of yeah, your time. That industrial or... pipeline set looks interesting as well. Yeah, that does. I imagine they will hit that uh, yeah. without too many issues because they've almost a week left at the moment and they're blitzing through these array of knots because mm-hmm. you know if you uh if you build something that works people will come yeah. along and buy it i think yeah. is the way to go Absolutely. and you can get your your can silo and grievance well how many days left, left on that one uh, six days left for the Tycho spaceport and uh, you too will be able to uh invigorate your spaceports for your sci-fi gaming Happy days. I think that wraps us up for another show, folks. If you're not already overwhelmed by the amount of hobby goodness we've given you this week, and you need more, uh, definitely stop by tomorrow. Check out what me and John are getting up to. Heard it here first. Check out all the Stargrave (laughs) content over the past week if you want to be in with a chance to win (gasps) any of those prizes. You can comment on this one and for extra chances on all of the other videos in the other places as well. And on top of all that, we'll be back on Sunday. We spoil you. We do spoil you. We will be back for our Cult of Games members for the XLBS. If you're not already a cultist, come over to ontabletop.com and sign up for a 30-day trial and listen to us witter on at leisure about our hobby and yours. But until next Friday, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.